Now, Jenny Davis is in the building, and we have to big up the man himself because he saw a gap in the market that was affecting our children. And he didn't just talk about it, he went about it. Can you guys see my stream? He brought yeah. about the Manhood Academy Global. As seen in the Voice newspaper, big up the Voice newspaper. Uh, the manhood, they're striving to make a lasting change. And um, it's quite amazing that what he does, and look, look at the mention here, boys are born, men are made. We're going to let the general talk the things and tell us, tell us, general, how did this all come into being? Where did it begin, and how how is the journey commencing? You know what, yeah, the vibes that you lot have produced today, man, it's been so sweet. I've just been sitting there watching football in the background, listening to you guys like share the stories, and I just want to salute every each and every one of you. Oh, oh, wait. We have to make the, hold on, general. We have to make you co-host. How do we do this? Find out now. I'll do it, Joe. Don't worry about that. All right, go on. Now you, General, try to now. Try to. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. No, I was just saying, like, I, thank you for the invitation, first and foremost, awesome. and awesome. rise up to everyone for you know, like your beautiful stories about about fatherhood, like the sharing, you know, like opening up your heart and it's connecting, man. Is this like? You know, like when you go to someone's yard, they, they, everyone's just there, their socks are off, they're just there chilling, and <laughs> their vibes in, you know? Um, yeah, man, it was, yeah, it was it was nice and natural, do you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. nice, the natural conversation. I feel a little bit weird just talking about manhood now. It just feels like, you know, you know, like the conversation's been set to a certain bar. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's just been sealed. Right. You know? and, I'm, and I'm here coming in with a cheeky plug. I'm like, nah, man, I don't want to plug nothing, you know? But, um... I would do it because if I don't, man, I'll get in trouble still, you know? <laughs> no, we, we, we welcome what you're doing. Because um, I just, in looking at your your website, you know, you, you guys have a mission to help. And because there's many fatherless boys and girls for that, man. I noticed you also addressed uh, the young girls um, on, on, on your website. So somebody needs to take up the slack. And what we've noticed, because we, we, we talk the things every week and we've, through our journey in the, this past year, we've learned, we've come together as a group and solidified because we've seen the gaps and we've talked about and expressed it. And there's people like yourself who want to do so much more. And it's great when you guys come on the platform and share what you're doing, because this is what we're looking for in the black community. The thing is that our community, we just don't have a big enough voice in terms of like having a LBC that where we can talk things all day all along. Because we've got so much to say. So what you've got to say is humongously important. I mean, you're on a journey. You're on a mission. You're doing things, helping young boys. Look at the stabbings and all that that's going on. This level of foolishness. And, of course, you're unplugging the reasons why these things are happening. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's true, man. It's true. And it's, and it's a necessary conversation. It was never a conversation I wanted to have. Like growing up, I ran away from that topic of manhood. It was just like way too tense for myself. Right. I just wanted to have fun, do you know what I mean? Um, but obviously, when you get to a certain age, that conversation confronts you and you have to make a choice. Do you keep on running 
right. or do you confront it and uh, you know transform it and that's what i decided to do mm. and so what help did you get on the journey i mean what how did you go about that transformation because you had to transform yourself first didn't it, before you in, in 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 life yeah like if you know if you don't change things life will change things for you in it so mm. i didn't make the choice by myself like circumstances broke broke bro- the breakdown of relationships like all kind of mad things that, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys can identify with, you know, I just wasn't happy with where I was in my life and I had to make some changes, innit? And yeah. to make those changes, I had to, I had to step up, I had to step my game, I had to rebrand myself, if you want to use that term, Ooh. become a better version of myself. And that's all we teach the young boys that we, um, that we connect with, you know? Um, yeah, this them becoming a better version of themselves, whatever that may look like. And, and, and manhood is a term that we use to help them frame that, that that conversation you know yeah how, how do the boys connect how do you how do you how do you connect with them or how do you you come together you and the boys yeah so their parents in it like the parents are key 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 and we've also got like a parenthood space as well so we don't work with no young person in isolation it don't make no sense imagine you're working with little tyrone you're doing great work and then you send him home and he goes back home to dysfunction like that don't work for us you know it's a waste of time mm. you know so we do try to um engage with the family as well, with the mum, with the dad, just to help them heal as well, because all of us are in this together. One thing that we do know is the young boys that we're working with, there's a lot of pain, a lot of pain, man. Like, you're talking about five-year-olds with trauma, like anger. You mentioned dad, like you see them, that. it's like, wow, that is it's mad. It's, it's crazy. Right. It's scary as well. It's like, how can they be exposed to this? What kind of... <laughs> what are the parents talking about for this little five, six-year-old to be like this at that age? It's right. not acceptable, you know? Um, right. So, so yeah, we try and unpack um, that whole conversation with them. And just to make it fun, we, we look at, like, superheroes. So we focus on superheroes. Mm. And uh, and through that, we generate that kind of conversation. And, like, if you check it, all superheroes have been through trauma, innit? Like, Batman lost his mum and dad. Black Panther lost his dad. Killmonger lost his dad. Like all these cartoon characters that these young people love and admire and they watch all day long. Mm. They've gone through trauma. They've been through madness. But on the mm. other side of that madness, this is like the hero. It's that success. Is that growth. Yeah. So um, it, it allows us to um, put the young person at, at the position of a as a passenger or a spectator looking mm. at something. We can talk about it. There's no friction there. And then we can reverse it and start, okay, so what would you do in that situation? It makes mm. it more more fun and more digestible. Because mm. sometimes I can talk to my friends. Like, I've got football on Sunday. Every time I go football, we always have those serious conversations. And I'm just like, you lot are still young boys. Like, you lot are still, like, seven years old, eight years old. And mm. you've got grandchildren, but you're still young emotionally because mm. you've not had someone to, yeah, like, to transform whatever they've been through, you know, and mm. our young people are in danger of getting trapped. You know, you get trapped mm. emotionally and then they just don't develop. Physically, they develop naturally, but emotionally, they stay the same. Right. It's amazing that you're unpacking this. We had um, Scotty Scott, I don't know if you know him. We had him on Psychotherapist. We had him on last week and he was talking about trauma mm. that our young boys, uh, that is in our community, it's not just the children, the parents have gone through trauma in their lives as well. And sometimes that's coming out and being passed through to the children. And then you see this cycle continuing. So yeah. it's interesting that you're, you're talking along the same lines yeah. uh, that, that, that he was mentioning. 
Um, so, so parents direct their children to you. That's how that's how the relationship begins. Yeah, more often than not, it might be social services. Sometimes it might be the police. It might be the school. But, Where are you um, based? We're based in North London at the moment, but also we do stuff digitally. So like every like we've got a session tomorrow at ten o'clock online. So we've got online programs, and also we've got physical programs as well. Right. So a, a parent would direct their children to you. Yeah. And how does that work? Hi, my son's having an issue. Can you help? How how do, how do parents do that? Yeah, so parents will come with that with, with that energy, you know, like um, <laughs> that heavy energy, you know, like, oh. like uh, yeah, some crazy stuff has been going on. Right. And, and it could be anything from their childhood has been stabbed or been excluded. Or it's like, yeah, I don't want to go into the heaviness because mm. this space is, is a, I see it as a sacred space and I don't want to plummet it into you no know, dark stories. Well, and well we, we all dealing with it. Let me tell you something. My, my recently, my, my nephew was arrested for murder. So okay. we're all dealing with situations. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't him, yeah. fortunately. He just happened to be in the park where it happened, mm. and the suspect was was black and a teenager. So they just arrested all the black teenagers that was in the park. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so we're we're all dealing with issues. Of you know, course, and one of the of problems in our community we have issues, and we don't know where to turn. Yes, very true. You know? So hearing what you say, even I'm thinking um, in the sense of for having been arrested, he had nothing to do with it, mm. but for having been arrested and having to go to the police cell, probably he's going through some trauma. Mm. Like, what am I doing here? I didn't do nothing. You know what I mean? He's mm. there in handcuffs. He didn't do nothing. That's a trauma in and of itself, isn't it? Yeah. And it's two sides to our like our intervention. You know, like um, We've got two different age groups. We've got the 8 to 12-year-olds. They're like our young little tweeners, like cute bunch. And then we've got our teenagers. Two, it's like light and day. Like the younger ones, you know, there are so many questions. The eyes are open, they're inquisitive. Mm. Like the teenagers, they've been through a lot, man. Like, yeah, you know, hoods up, you know, head down. Like society is beating them up and we're going to have to try and uplift them, you know. Right. And, and it's very much about not teaching them about what manhood is, helping them discover it for themselves. But also once they've, once they've found it, then what? It's not about this understanding. It's about being able to apply it. So we need more young leaders. We need more young ambassadors, young business individuals. You know, we want them to, yeah, take our... We, we want them to take the baton from the older generation. You know, you've got too many old folk out there, no disrespect, that's, that's still running the game in terms of, yeah, the community. That's is, is, is a young person's game, you know. We're supposed to... We're supposed to give all of our knowledge and pass it on to the next generation, not hold on to it and and keep it forever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we want to prepare these young boys so we can give them all of the all of the lessons, all of the blessings, and they can, yeah, do what they need to do with the community in regards to bringing more peace, bringing more balance, more harmony, so on and so forth. Our approach is very therapeutic, you know? Um, so we don't really talk about knife crime and the stabbings and the gangs mm. and stuff. We talk about, yeah, like love and emotions and, mm. and um yeah, and, and that being the source of their true power, if that makes mm. sense. That's amazing, um, what, you, what you're saying. This is a two-way um, situation here, really. So here's this is what you do for young boys, and here you're on a platform, and you're saying that, you know, obviously helps need you. What can we do? Because you said you like you need the passing on of knowledge, isn't it, and experience mm, yeah. to the young ones. So yeah. how could we help you in that regard? 
you know what's sad as well? It's like young people see like a commodity now. You know, mm-hmm. like the more young people they get arrested, we know the more money they make, the more murder investigations, the more money they make. Um, in terms of the institution, in, in terms of the government, you know. Um, we know that they're not trying to solve it. They're just trying to sustain it because it generates the, the, the amount of money that they accumulate to say, yeah, funding, funding, funding. But the funding never comes to the, the, the small guys in the community. It goes to some big, massive organisational charity that resides somewhere in Yorkshire. And then when they get their, their £2 million contract, they'll parachute into the community and do nothing. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. And, and what we'll do as well is in terms of like, like the way we'll share some trauma, you know, like the amount of young people that might be trying to slash each other or stabbings and people just share it like it's like it's good news. It's just like, right. so what we realise or what I realise is in terms of like, in terms of the help, you know, the help has to be behind the scenes in right. terms of creating institutions. Our young people need institutions. They need like Saturday schools. They need... Um, yeah, they need projects and schemes that's that's separate from the government per se, because mm. everyone is looking to the government. I was even listening to LBC today. If you hear the nonsense that they're talking about, like, yeah, yeah, stop. They need to increase stop and search. They need to increase. I'm like, what are you not talking about? Oh yes, they need to do this in schools. It's, it's, yeah. It starts at the home, you know. Like yeah. more parents need that support. We need that network. You see what you guys are doing is powerful, you know. And how you can help is yeah, just by expanding what you guys do because. I truly believe that this is an answer where parents can definitely share their um, their experiences, their lessons, and you know meeting up physically as often as possible and bring your children so your children can grow up together. And yeah. I get to see my friends' children at funerals; it's mad. You yeah. know, I'm always cussing them about it, but yeah. it, it's something that we have to make a priority in our calendar. You know, you know what? You just touched on a, a humongously valid point. Um, I'm sure some of you are in the room. When we was growing up, do you ever remember the uh, days to be coach trips? Yes, to France and stuff, yeah. <laughs> and you used to go to family, chicken used to be passing down and the food and the sharing and all the rest of it. And you used to see the big folks there, you know what I mean? Use the little kids at the back or whatever. Um, and like now, I, I, this COVID thing is causing more problems than anything else, but yeah. you don't really see or hear much about that uh, much more. Now you get the big people, they're just going out and the kids are left at home. They left at home on the PlayStation, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's the same thing. With you, it? Yeah, it's that sense of family, you know. Like when when I talk to the young people, all they want is a sense of family. Yeah. And if they don't get that sense of family, you know what? They'll go and find it somewhere else. It's straightforward, right. you know. Right, right. So family and that love that that family provides is number one priority. Mm. Uh, and a lot of the young people that we that we mentor, that we coach, yeah, that they're from broken families, and unfortunately in that space of vulnerability others will try and groom them send them up and down the country they look kind of madness you know right right yeah. you know um we got a cookout by the way july 17th it's in hyde park all families children included are welcome so i don't know if that might be a because there's something that we're talking about and and having i don't know rounders or little games that everyone can because yeah. I mean, we used to have that growing up. We used to have that. And it's just that sense of everybody being around. We used to go down to the park. The older one, I mean, I must have been, um, Clement was out there and Clement was 40 plus and there was like, rah, look at Clement. Clement came and he was playing. And 40 is not even old. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, 
Well, we, we, we had that sense of community, and it's true. Nowadays, these kids are left to that foolish place. Well, not even PlayStation. What is the thing again? The, it's something 4. PlayStation 4? Yeah, or... PlayStation 4, yeah. PS, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and it's just these games that, that they're playing is just rotten. And then you see them acting out the game in, yeah. in real life. And we're wondering, oh, why are they doing that? Yeah. You know, so as as you're right, as as elders, we need to we need to do more, provide more for them. You have these things here like live streaming and uh, Saturday quiz nights and stuff. Is that for the young people to come? How does that work? Yeah. So every Saturday, every Monday, every Wednesday, we've got programs for the young people, right. and it varies. So we, we might have a quiz night where we're teaching them about their their African culture, their history, um, black inventors. Um, and yeah, it, it this encourages learn through play. Right. Um, other days we might meet up. Do you know what I mean? Um, we might be we're going camping for five days in July, so we this it'll be like a five day detox, no mobile phones at all. But we're taking him in the woods, and yeah, man, it's it's gonna in be the no woods. I mean, natural nature. I mean, come on, no yeah. phones, no <laughs> phones, no phones. No, I mean, no Snapchat. Yeah, they're in the freaking phone all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can take that away from them, give them some space, yeah, man, that's brilliant. What makes it worse is us adults on the phone as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? But... <laughs> no, no, that's the truth. I mean, us either we've got to put the manage, put the phone under manners. Don't let the phone manage you. I mean, some people are literally, I mean, they're in the phone all the time, and it is annoying. Yeah, phone has got you've got to put the phone in its place and not not let not let the phone position us because of course the kids watch that and then they're doing the same same thing and yeah 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 so but it's hugely political as well because even like talking about manhood as well manhood is a is a is a crazy topic to talk about because a lot of schools that we that we work with don't want to talk about it they're happy to talk about you know um lgbqt and things of that nature which okay like that's a conversation for another time perhaps but when we go in and we say yes, we're going to talk about manhood. You see some of the teachers' energies. It's like, oh, but what about if someone don't? Adapt? So that whole topic of manhood is just getting dissolved. You know, right. got, I remember growing up, and I'm sure some of you can relate. If I said to my mandem like 15 years ago, do you know what mandem? There's going to be skinny jeans, and some of you's going to be wearing it. They would laugh me out of the yard, like, get out of here. Right. Big grown man, alpha males, you know. With right. <laughs> Wearing jeans that my missus would wear, I'm just like, what the hell is this? You right. know, um, sure, yeah. or they're in the or, or they're in the kitchen or in the bathroom longer than the missus. I'm just like, there's so much going on within our culture. Then you got the news. It's it's very challenging for young boys to find a place in terms of how can I be when they're being flooded with, in every direction. You name it, it yeah. could be school, it could be the music, it could be on TV, like wherever you look, they're getting flooded with some foolish foolish narrative you know plus mm-hmm. people down at home as well so we're just trying to steer them in the right way and it's very difficult so when you you actually go to school and give talks to schools we go prisons um youth clubs are you addressing all boys or are you particularly black boys um black boys but all boys if that makes sense i can't go into a school and say oh yeah this game you're a black boy no and the beautiful thing about manhood is it surpasses skin colour. Do you know what I mean? So we're looking at like your values, like what do you stand for? What are your principles? Is it integrity? What's your purpose? What's your vision? It don't matter where you're from, you can relate to that. But then when it comes to the issues and the narrative, 
that narrative is attacking young black boys in particular because statistically, if you're young and black, like statistics, statistics say you're doomed, like in a nutshell. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's mental health, whether it's you being educated, whether it's um employment, like your your life chances are reduced, and it's very very sad. So, how big is your organisation at this moment? Say that again. How big is manhood at this moment? How many members and so on? So on? Oh, so in terms of young people, we probably um, reach out to fifty young people a week um, through our endeavours. We've got a team of maybe like 10 or 15 volunteers. Like all of us, like we work full time, but we do this on the side. Right. Um, so, so yeah, we're juggling. Do you know what I mean? We're juggling. And we also work with their parents as well. So we do, um, I wouldn't call them parenting workshops, but it's a space similar to this where parents will come, they'll share, we'll give advice. Um, I'm a parent as well. So there's things that I need to learn. I'm not the finished article. So we're just trying to create that hub and, and trying to build trust because what we find is parents only contact us when it's too late. Right. So they've seen all the signs. Right. Nothing. But now it's got to the point of no return. Now they're building our phones and say, oh, can you help us? I'm like, wow. Like, what's been happening for the last 10 years or the five years, you know? So right. we want parents to be more proactive. Sometimes parents are in denial. It won't, it won't happen to me. It won't be my son. No, my son's too good for that. Yeah. Not realizing that <laughs> their children are up to stuff they don't even know about. Exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. so and so, how would you, you know, get parents to, to come to you sooner? What, how could that work? How can we get parents to come to you sooner before it goes too bad? Well, we just have to just be true to ourselves. You know, we have to just recognize that, you know, there's, there's certain things going on in our community. Mm. Turn off the TV, stop listening to what the TV is saying, and we have to start saying to ourselves, we have to take control of our situation. Mm. Um, there's too many young black boys this dying. Is this ridiculous? I don't know. I don't know how bad it needs to get. Maybe they need to push more vaccine. I don't know, but things need to get worse where parents are more proactive and they they take yeah, they take action sooner. Mm. All of us know, um, yeah, like families that need support. Like we need to be standing for families as well, you know. Right. My friends like like they're they're aware of what I do and what we can't do, we can't make them feel guilty for what's going on. And it's that shame, isn't it? It's like, oh, I don't want no one to think I'm a bad parent. And it's that ego. We've got massive egos, in it? And I get that we're kings and queens. So mm. I understand that, yeah, like we've got our crown, in it? Like it's, yeah. it's very important to us. So we make sure we, we approach this with like, we're very delicate with how we communicate with the grown folk about their child who's doing all kind of madness, you know? Right. So, ha- so in terms of volunteers, because you, you mentioned that you guys are volunteers. If I wanted to be a volunteer, could I be a volunteer? 100%, man, 100%. Like, we're looking for, like, mentors. <clears throat> getting mentors is not a problem. What we do struggle with is getting someone that's really good at the business side in terms of, like, the admin systems, processes. Mm. We want to put ourselves in a position where we're here in 10 years' time, 15 years, 50 years that like, we want to be here, you know? And right. to be there... You know, we, you need strong systems. You need a, a strong operating system in the background. This making things happen, you know? That's right. And um, But unfortunately, when it comes to work in this sector, like the charity um, sector, people just want to just be on Snapchat. Yeah, I'm mentoring a young boy. Here he is. Yeah, get some likes. And then that's it. People are happy, you know? So right. there's a um, showboating and, um, and people profiling, talking about the work. But when it comes to the administrative, and you know they say, I've always heard it that like, black men don't read a book, black men, black men don't like admin, 
you know so it's all of that stereotype that we just try to um dissolve so if anyone is good at like you know writing reports or they love just putting out content and that kind of stuff yeah we'll love to hear from you but yeah mentoring as well that like we want to introduce the young people to different types of trade not just yeah i've been stabbed look at me now no like there's so many different narratives out there you know right. we expose our young boys to these different narratives and like i said we work with young girls as well you know through the woman academy and their their narrative is different but the core is the same you know right i saw that about the uh young girls yeah um weekly sessions is still a strong moral compass in our girls guiding them mm. on their journey from girlhood to womanhood so you're 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 based in 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 tottenham is it you said North yeah London? based in tottenham but we do work all over london um so, i mean i in my mind you guys must be sort of overwhelmed it's, it, in my mind it's like you've got a never-ending amount of work or <laughs> am i there is a lot of work we want we wish that there wasn't <laughs> but right you know um because at the end of the day we want our communities to be safe you know but for right. that to happen we need to put in this kind of work yeah. and when, when we look out there a lot of people are just skating around the conversations of like yeah what kind of man are you like we could talk about manhood but there's different types of men like, we've got waste men in our families like how do we address that We've got women who, or we've got men that like to do things with little children. Like, how do we address these things um, yeah. from an educational standpoint? So, you know, parents need to be aware of what is actually manhood. Being a man and being a male is two different things. So just because you're grown, it doesn't mean that you're a man. A man is about your behavior, your decisions, your choices. But those things are habits as well. So we have to start putting these into the minds of our children from young, having habits that will help them become productive successful men not waste men not men that just love big girl and dropping seed everywhere you know what i'm saying this is men like are focused yes men of purpose yes direction absolutely so, so um i mean there's a lot to be said really because so you're looking for volunteers mentors you you guys have you, you're in north london and you you how do you venture out into other communities so you said you you do work how do you do that? No, and I saw a question in um in the group about how has um COVID affected us. Um, so what COVID has done, it has allowed us to not go anywhere but do everything digitally. So mm. now more of a global reach. So we've got young people from Barbados accessing us, or America accessing us, or East London, or Manchester. So even though when people ask us where we're based, it's like we're everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Through the internet, yes. But I mean, you you need that personal touch, though, don't you? Yes. Yeah, so we go to schools as well in all over London. Do you know what I mean? Um, like last week we was in Wandsworth. Um, today we was in Tottenham. Um, next week we're gonna be in Northwest London, like Howsden. So we're all over the place. You know. Um, I mean, if I were just to do a quick set consensus in the room. How many of you would like to volunteer to help manhood? I mean, look, the hands are, hands are going up. <laughs> hands are going up. Hands are going up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, this, I think it's an amazing work that you're doing. I mean, it really, really is. And, um, you know, in, in terms of like, if I wanted to mentor, if you got a, because it wouldn't be just me showing up and do, talking anything I want to talk. Is there sort of a program? Is there sort of a training? Some, some sort of, you know, lead into 
servicing or working with your organization is there some sort of yeah so you have to be like interviewed um we do like the, the police checks and all that kind of stuff yes, you go like a full induction um to make sure that you're aware of our organization um there's training as well around like child protection so we make sure that you're ready you know because how long does that take it takes about uh, about like four weeks ish you know mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've got to remember, we, we, we're dealing with people's children, in it. So yeah. we have to make sure that we lead with our best foot forward. There's, there's a lot of organisations that don't do no um, like training or nothing. They'd be like, oh, you want to volunteer? Yeah, come and work with these children. But you don't know anything about that person. That's dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't think that was allowed, actually. But... Oh, yeah, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Like, anyone, like, like youth work is not regulated, in it? So you can pretty much, like, just come off. You can, you can, you can be, whatever your background is, you could decide tomorrow, I want to work with young people, do a website and <laughs> do a flyer. And before you know it, people are contacting you. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not regulated. It's not like with a mechanic where you need your certificate on the wall right. or dentist or anything like that, you know? Right. Um, you can tell people, yeah, I've been stabbed two times, three times, and I survived. Yeah, I was a bad boy. Look at me now. People be like, oh, yeah, tell me more. Can you mentor my child? But wait, I just told you that I was a, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a terror, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've not told you that I can change a young person's life around, but it's our aspirations, isn't it? It's like we've got, so, we got, so, we got low expectations of our children. Like we just want to connect them, not to say that um, their stories are not valuable, but that's the only story that we tend to hear. Yeah, I've been here and look at me now. But what about the fathers or the men who've been doing excellent? What about the the, the, the programmers and the mechanics and the geeks? Like, like it's this there's a whole world of wealth, but our young people being robbed and and they've been given one narrative, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, yeah. road man, road man. Like yeah. that's the issue, do you know, like that's yeah. not our legacy. Like we were kings and queens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I've been Egypt, you know, you, you can see how how amazing we were. Why are we only pushing that narrative of yes, yeah man, I, I smoke weed, yeah, I'm a gangster, I've done this, I've done that. I think that narrative's been pushed on us by the likes of LBC by the likes of absolute yes that as well by the likes of, you know I think the young people when they look around what's black people doing the news is saying black people's doing foolishness 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 and yeah. you know an organization like yourself um, unfortunately does not have the the marketing media or the the, the space where you know, the, a, a good majority of people are going to be hear the positive things that you are doing, the positive change that you're making with, with young boys, turning them into men, giving them that direction, that focus. Um, you know, and and you know, we really need to hear more, more, much more about it. I mean, I'm, uh, I've got so much stuff going from my head just talking to you, but this, yeah. this is just an amazing journey that you you've embarked on, and you know, everyone wants to help. So what, how do we contact or what, what should we, if we want to help, how would we put our foot forward with your organisation? You can just send us an email. You know, I'll put my email address in the, in the chat room. Just send us an email and we can get that conversation flowing. I'll leave my number in there as well. So if anyone did want to um, contact me, that's all good. You know, um, I was talking to one of my friends here. She does like um, um, fostering yeah, for like Brent Council. <coughs> And she was telling me that a lot of um, young black boys and girls are just like no black parents are coming forward for them. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's like our children are not wanted. You know, if you're white, well, I've, I've been contemplating doing some fostering actually. Yeah. Um, me and uh, my missus, 
Um, and one of the things uh, that comes up, people, why, why is people scared of paperwork? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's just like, we see, oh, it's long, it's long. Yeah. It's... It's 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 a it's that we in. Do you know what I mean? It's it's you know the other thing is sometimes you want um, a hand to guide you through mm. the process because you otherwise you're going into it blind, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, I'm a gas engineer, for example. Yeah, and when I got into the trade yeah, twenty odd however many years ago, there was somebody that guided me into it. Yeah, and and that's how I got into. It. So to say, oh, I want to be, uh, I want to do fostering. Yeah, but who do you know that fosters and do you know what I mean? So to help you through that, because fostering is brilliant. Um, it pays very well. You 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 get looked after. There's so many benefits that you give. It is a form of mentoring, isn't it? That you bring to the table for the children. The children actually need the the adult figure that's of a positive mindset and so on. So fostering is really good. Um, but it, even like what you're doing. You've you've sort of laid the groundwork, and as much as there's many people that want to to to, to join in and help you, you've laid the groundwork so that there's a pathway, a lead into what you're doing. How many hours, for example, if say I was to volunteer, how many hours a week would that would be required of me? Yeah, so we'll say like a minimum of like say approximately like say three to five hours a week, you know. And and we'll mould um, like so we'll do like a skills audit to find out what your strengths are, all that kind of stuff. And then whatever area you was interested in, because um, within our organisation we've got stuff about mentoring. There's the marketing. There might be business development. There's all these different strands, you know. Mm. And whatever it is that you're interested in, um, what you're passionate about, will create a, a a little world around yourself. Right. Be so you're aware, you know what I mean, of um of what it looks like. We give you a little trial as well to make sure it's something that you want to do because one issue is like in in a in another role I've got like a few hats on but there's an another organisation that I kind of um, spearhead is called the Naked Truth mm-hmm. and within the Naked Truth um, we we explore the relationship between the black man and the black woman um, right. and then it's a short story like this was maybe like a few years ago I was in Westfields and mm-hmm. and I noticed that um, if you're a black man and you're walking with a white woman, um, no offence to anyone in, in, a, in a mixed relationship, but that's not the conversation that we're going to have. But if you're a black man and you're with a white woman, you're more likely to hold their hand or to, you know, like, to, to have that physical contact. Mm. Um, and I've, and we've, sat, I've sat there and we've got statistics to show this, but if you're a black man and you're with your black queen, like, you're mm. not even touching her. Like, you, you might not even be with her. Like, <laughs> she's walking in front. <laughs> her energy is wrong, like literally. Right. So when we strip that back, it's like we. I, I can only speak for. I can't speak for women, but for men, we've got issues with commitment. Like there's something going on with, with commitment. Like, do we want to commit to our queens? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What? And why don't we want to commit? So when we're working with the young boys as well, it's like that commitment issue is still there. You know mm. where. Um, people coming in, the, in that young person's life that young person's vulnerable dad's left him because of commitment so now he's like at that stage a mentor will come in and say yeah I'm here and then when circumstances change oh I've got a new job now like it's that young person's going to be left traumatised again so right so we are very um wary of who we kind of connect with young people because people always in and out just like young yeah. people that go through the criminal justice systems you know it's yeah. like one day it will be this person and then it will be a next person. 
our young sons need that consistency. Absolutely. However that looks. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. However that looks. Not okay. Um, I've got a new, I've got something else going on. I'll see you later, young person. Bye. But like, isn't that problematic in our community? Because what you're saying there is you might get a, a mentor come on board for now and then a new job or something comes. So isn't that financial, isn't it? It's, it's, it all boils down to money, isn't it? Because I know fostering, for example, you get paid quite a lot of money per child. Yeah. So when people get into fostering, they tend to stay in it for a lot longer because it's paying well. Yeah. But when you're doing something where you're volunteering, some people are volunteering because they've got a bit of free time at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Awesome. And then something else comes, something comes along the way. Oh, I ain't got that free time no more. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? I'm sorry, but i got to go. And that's that's a disaster for the children, isn't it? Because is. they get attached. Yeah, you know? it's, it's something we try to um, we try to manage because like, this is definitely not a job. You know what I mean? It's, it's like like I didn't wake up one day and said, "Yeah, I want to do this." It's it's, it's stressful. Like hearing mums cry because their son's got a slash on the neck. Like it's mad what goes on. Yeah. You're getting the brunt end of it as well because it's when it's things go bad. End, you know? Um, but we do it out of love. But at the same time, we've been able to identify like the the needs. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But we do ask people like you know, if you're gonna commit, it's best you just give like one hour. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you can give one hour. You know what I mean? Like right. set your expectations that like, really low. If you could do more, then that's great. But we mm. do want people to grow with us as well. Um, mm. like because when like I've been mentoring like young people like ten years, fifteen years, like we don't let them go. It's not a case of see you later. Like you're my little bro, like for life. It's that real. Do you know what I mean? And, right. Um, and they'll come into your life, then they'll get a job, they'll go, then they'll come back. And it's being that kind of father figure, you know, I don't really like to use that term, do you know what I mean? But it's that energy that the, the young person needs to know that I can go to Davis anytime. Yeah. It's not job, it's not youth work. Mentoring is like, even mentoring, you have a little image of your head like a mentor. Like we need like more father figures and more big brothers, you know what I mean? Like more people that care. In the village, you know, you know they say it takes a village to raise a child. Yes. It's a village of mentors. It's not a village of organizing. It's a village of human beings. We just need to be human beings that care. Full stop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Once you start putting in organizations and all these labels, Titles, yeah. yeah, it becomes more complicated. Yeah. We just want to make it as simple as possible. If someone cares and you want to connect with a young person, we can definitely help um mm. make that happen. And also, yeah, just um encouraging more fathers because what we find is more fathers need conversations about manhood as well um they need help mental health we know the statistics already but we can't judge our brothers you know we just have to try and work with them and, and our sisters need help as well and we can't judge our sisters we just have to we're all in this together you know like yeah. that's how deep it is yeah and we want to build each other up 100%. have have young men that you've helped in the past come back yeah 100 they've come back you know, they've they've gone on and created, you know, so instead of coming back, they'll go away, they'll create something, and then we'll create a, a pipeline. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So um we don't always want them to come back. We want them to sometimes go forward and then we'll we'll bring young people forward to them as well. Mm. Um and that's how we grow as well. Do you know what I mean? Um D natural naked truth is brilliant. I don't, is that something you're familiar with, Naked Truth? Yeah, that, yeah, that's what we're, when we're talking about, like, um, when I was in Westfield and the issues with black men and black women and commitment, yeah, it's the same. That's Naked Truth um, that we were talking about. And all of it is one and the same. So we work with their parents through, like, mm. Naked Truth, getting them to, yeah, like, talk to them, the, to the father, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, like our sons need something, you know what I mean? Um, 
And then, yeah, we do like the Manhood Academy where we talk about manhood and toxic behaviour, you know, what is forgiveness, all those kind of things. Teresa says, our young kings in relationships now are very demonstrative. They are not like us. They show they care. Hold on, Teresa, I think I'm reading that wrong. Where, where are you? Let me... Hold on, hold on. I'll make you co-host. And then you can unmute. You can unmute. No, you, you were reading it right. Hi, General Davis. I was just saying in relation to... Can you hear me? Now they're clear. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying in relation to when you were saying about showing affection, that what I notice is that our sons and daughters are very affectionate to each other. They've learned to be more affectionate. I've seen that when I'm walking along the street. Um, even the other day, I was just walking down Clapham. I've seen in the restaurants, loads of our kids are in, they just piling up. In fact, we're spending money in these places like crazy, mm. our young people. So that's all I was saying is that I can see the shift. So that they're learning what to do, even if it's not necessarily by what we're doing, but by default, they seem to have more affection for each other. That's right. all I'm saying. Well, that, that's a good thing. Yoland is saying her sister got turned down for fostering because she works in the city. That was just two months ago. This is what we were talking about, perhaps needing a hand-holding. Yeah, um, yes, of course. It's know. complicated, yeah. You know, and uh, if if there's somebody who understands the process, they can sort of alert you to, well, don't say this or you've got to come at... And you know the funny thing about it, talk about fostering, I know someone that does does fostering in Peckham. And I see these kids coming in this house and the whole heap of foolishness is going on in this house. I'm like, how can you be approved for fostering? I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't, I honestly, and they say once you're in the system, then it's easier to get more children. And, yeah. and they, they, they pay really well. You know, why isn't an organization, an organization like yourself funded by the government? I mean, you're not for profit, right? Yeah, we're a we're registered charity. Right. So how do you get funding? Well, parents will pay a subscription for us to engage with their child. Oh, so there's a, a, a yeah. membership fee or? Yeah. Um, we don't get funding because what we found is, like how dare the government tell us we you're not going to fund us for something that our community needs and they've asked for, you know, so we've, we've applied for funds in the past and it is so disempowering where you put in energy and then the funding gets um, disapproved because of because of nonsense, you know what I mean? So right. so we've decided to take a different approach and we're saying to our parents, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you've got money to get nails done and everything else, that's fine, you know. This is a membership for your child and you're investing in your child. And right. what we found is, yeah, we want parents to start um, looking at um, putting more value attached to their child's um, growth and their development. Right. Yeah. Okay, I mean, this has been brilliant. Um, I want to join. <laughs> Even if for one hour, I can do an hour a week. Is, by the way, if people join, can that hour be via, would it be, do you have um, a, 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 like a youth centre or... Okay. Yeah, so, so we've got a, we got a space, you know, we've got a space and like, um, and it depends on what you want it to do as well. Like some, some roles are remote, so you could do it from home, you know, right. I mean? like I do mentoring online, you know, like, like yesterday I was with a young person for about two hours is talking, I shared my screen. It's dope. It's so interactive, you know, there's so yeah. much you can do. I even play Kahoot with them as well. And I won, of course, you know. And you won. Yeah, we could, that, there's, there's a lot that could be that. And the, the thing about it, the need is, Huge. I mean, as you're talking, I'm feeling your energy. 
I know that there's just there's, there's so much, but more importantly is is getting that message out of what you're saying, getting yeah. that message out so people know that there is a place such as what you you're 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 affording, and really it's not to wait too long to use the space. Don't wait till the child is engaged in gang activity or foolishness. Really show them that there's a space that they can um, they can use. Well. No, no time like the present, really. So yeah. that the things that are affecting the children, you know, it doesn't get to that. The children are better able to and equipped to handle it because there's a, there's a lot of foolishness going on nowadays, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I'll put a link. We've got a documentary on on BBC iPlay at the moment, so I would encourage it. Just so it gives you a visual of our work and like. How we actually not for us and um yeah we've got an event tomorrow as well eight o'clock um just to celebrate father's day so i'm hoping that you guys can um i think i've got the is there a flyer that you guys can put up i'm not sure if you got one yeah let me and, and plus we will add it to our spot um sponsor shout out each week at the beginning of the show we always um read out various sponsors we'll, we'll put your flyer on whichever one you tell us yeah um, oh pinky's asking because pinky's rich how much is yeah. the funding from parents <laughs> oh so for for um for our session it's 10 pound a session um which is online um you know 10 pounds not a lot you know but again for some families it's it is a lot you know what i mean but we, we want to make it as affordable as possible because um yeah, we don't want to be a deterrent, you know what I mean, for some parents who, who have financial challenges. Right. No, that's that's absolutely true, especially when you, you'll often find that the children that have most issues, it, finance has always got something to do with it. And yep. oftentimes the home that they're in, obviously there isn't the money to do this or to do that, much less, obviously, so yeah, um, having yeah. it at a reasonable rate is um, phenomenal. D Naturals has your hand up. Let's, uh, well, you are host, so you can unmute and you yeah. can ask the question. So, hi, General Davis, and I wanna say thank you so much. It's a pleasure knowing you and your wife. And mm. um, I have to say, it's been years that we know you and we're, yes. you know, we, we've been a part of all your um, events that you do for relationships, educating black relationships and, so forth and what you do with manhood academy now you've got a um a, um girls academy as well for ladies yeah. for girls as well and um, so you guys do a lot in the community and my question is because i have a young boy um he's 23 but i remember when he was um he changed from when he was 15 mm. and i used to find what you can do for more for parents because i used to find samurai swords and um, machetes all these things used to be in a dilemma. Do I give this to the police or do I leave it for my son to protect himself? Because it was all about him saying he needs these knives to protect himself. I used to sit down with my son because I couldn't sleep and mm. um, knowing he's going out there. And even though he's educated, my son went to grammar school. Yeah, educated, don't live in London. We live outside of London. But it still, um, I don't, it still reaches out to your boy children somehow. Okay, mm. and I'm a single mom, 
and at the time and finance was challenging because I was a single mom paying mortgage by myself doing everything by myself and obviously finance was an issue because I only could give him a certain amount of money and they wanted more money and our young people was about instant gratification okay mm-hmm. and they want things now when I used to say later I'll try and get it later my son was a very football fanatic and he was really good at football and I mm-hmm. couldn't get him the right spikes or, or the right football boots I had to get him the cheaper ones and <laughs> you understand what I mean and it caused a problem. Do you understand what I mean? And and to the point where he would get himself, he, you know, in a situation where I, I started to find knives and big machetes in my sheds and stuff like that. And I sat down with, um, uh, at that time I was in a relationship, I was in a relationship with Gems and I spoke to Gems and I said, we need to do something about this. I know that he said that he needs this for protection, but supposing he kills somebody, somebody yeah. else's son. Do you understand? You know, I can't live with that knowing that we see these knives in the house. So we took it upon ourselves and we gathered up all the knives. I know this sounds really bad, you know, and I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I feel that I need to say this. And we gathered up all the knives and we took it to um police station and we handed the knives in. We just said we found them on the roadside in a bush or whatever. My son, when he come and looking for his knives and whatever, he was livid. But a part of me felt his relief. A part of me felt his relief that he was glad that I stepped in. He was glad that I took those knives, took those big machetes. It was big samurai swords bigger than me. Do you understand? But I think a part of him was relieved that I took those knives away from him, took that responsibility away from him. So I, I just feel that I'm a therapist, okay? And even, even as a therapist, and, and I work with other young people, knowing that my son is going through this and, I, and that my, my son's, you know, maybe was selling weed and all that stuff that I had to kind of take away that that shame of that that my son's in this situation and face it and deal with it do you understand help parents to kind of face it and deal with it and not not kind of turn a blind eye and be in denial and pretend it's not happening because it takes a lot to actually face it and it took a lot for me actually to know that my son I found I had to search his room and because I just, you know, you just have a feeling, and I found knives under his bed, found knives in the in the shed, and they weren't little knives; these are big, mm. big old knives. Do you understand machetes? And to make that decision, when I sat down, my son, I said, "Why have you got these things, Mom? You don't understand. You know, people want to stab you. I nearly got stabbed in my bum the other day. I was on my bike, and people chasing me, and because I showed them the knife, they ran off. And then I was thinking, you know, if I leave my son unharmed." then I can't put him in a situation where he is then vulnerable. Do you understand? But I'm glad I took the took the decision to take those knives and samurai swords and all that stuff away from him um, because now he's a different boy. Okay, now he trades, now he's into money, now he's got a business head on, he's a totally different boy. But at that time when he was 15, I will say 15 up until he was 19, I hardly slept. Yeah. <laughs> Hard is left, and that, and he was my first child. And as a single mom, it was tough. Mm. tough. And they don't want to listen to you. Do you understand? And sometimes I think we need to take that responsibility away from them. And it is you're taking a chance that if he gets, if I was taking a chance, if he got stabbed and he wasn't didn't have a knife on him to protect him and he died, that would have been on me in a sense. That's how I was looking at it. I had to think about if he killed another child and went to jail for killing a child. That will be on me too because I saw the knives. Do you understand? So it is, it is such a difficult. It is, you know. 
And, you know, I would definitely encourage everyone to watch Lion King, you know, because Lion King, like, touches on that straight away, you know, like when Simba, Simba is a, he's a king, isn't it? Simba's dad died, so, but, and then he became king. But then through his uncle Scar, his Scar, like, obviously manipulated him, um, Simba mm-hmm. ran away, innit? He ran into the wilderness. Yeah. And that's what our children go through, they run away. And then he found two idiots, innit? Like Timon and Pumbaa, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, I started teaching him some next philosophy, some next ideology, and so on and so forth. And that's where a lot of our children end up when they start going into secondary school, you know? Um, that whole period is called rats of passage. Now, all of our sons, you know, have to go through a rats of passage. They have to go and find themselves, and they can't find themselves in the armpit of the mom or dad. They have to go out there. Um, yeah. and, that's, and that's why in every indigenous culture known to man, there was something that's called a rats of passage. When the young boy reached 13 years old, the men, the uncles, the dads will just take, like, it doesn't matter what the mum say. Your son is coming with me. All of the young boys are going into the woods for months. And that's where they, they're tried, they're tested, they learn, they, they develop a strong core. And then after those months, they come back into the community. The community celebrate, yes, my child is a man, he's a man. And then, you know, he's inducted and he becomes a part of whatever's happening in that village or in... in they, they don't have that in this country or in the Western Hemisphere, you know? You've got you've got adults calling their little five-year-old. Well, I've got a little man. It's like, no, he's a little boy. He's not a little man. He's a little mm-hmm. boy. And he needs to go through a rites of passage. And if we don't provide a rites of passage for our children, you know what? Babylon is going to do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we know what Babylon is like. That's why a lot of our children are lost because they're lost finding or looking for manhood. But again, that illusion is there, isn't it? Society says, yeah, you can get manhood by having big girl and going country and selling drugs and having... That's not where you find manhood. Do you know what I'm saying? So uh, one thing that we did, like we took a group, we took a group to Gambia on um, 2018, 14 teenagers, took them to Gambia. And um, I'll talk about that another time. But again, like these are the kind of things we have to extract our sons out of their community where they can find themselves. Away from their comforts, their creature comforts, you know. Yeah, take them out of that environment. Yeah. But my my thing is as well, and, and I hear what you're saying, and I remember that you did that trip, and it was just it was fantastic, and the experiences that I heard for the feedback of the young men was brilliant. But I, I was when I was in that situation, I felt so alone. I felt so scared. I didn't know what to do. It was a terrifying situation, and I feel that a lot of mothers are in that situation. A lot of mothers know that their son are in certain things and just hoping for the best or don't know what to do and you know how can we support those single moms those single dads to be able to guide them the the, the boys from a from a distance without them feeling that we're putting ourselves on because they don't want to hear from us but we have to be smart in regards to how we communicate with them so they don't feel that we're talking to them. Do you understand what I mean? Because, you know, they don't want to hear from their parents. They want to hear from other people. So yeah. we have to be smart, you know, and, and manipulate them a little bit. And it's about, you know, what can we do to hear that? You know, what can we do to, to make them hear something? I, I, I had to bring a mentor, my friend that was a mentor, to talk to my son. I tried everything. Do you understand? And, my, and he, my friend did get through to him, but my son only wanted a little bit of it. And then he was, he's doing his own thing because he was, um, how can I say, one of the top dogs in his, you know, it's all our hierarchy, isn't it? With, yeah. with um, how can I say, with the boys and, and the people that follow them. And my son is very much a leader. 
Okay. So it's very hard. He's not going to listen to his mom. He's not going to listen to. And it's about how how do you find the right person for them to listen to? Because even though they pretend they're not listening, they listen. Do you understand what I mean? I hope I'm coming across um, mm -hmm. right. Well, don't take this as a win. Like, yeah. You know, they said, no, it's okay, no, it's okay. So they stopped the engagement. Um, six months later, he got deeper into the whole gang stuff, you know. And earlier this year, he got stabbed, do you know what I'm saying? And he passed away, do you know, in, in Northwest. Yeah. And yeah. and the worst thing, you know, when the mum's calling, like, that's that's one thing I just hate. There's nothing worse than hearing a mum crap. Like, I'm fed up of it. I'm fed up of hearing our young boy dying and getting killed. I'm, I am really fed up of it. And, the and worst thing ever, 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 ever. And then it's just like, we have to do more. Like, we have to be so unapologetic, you know, like, have no shame. You know, whatever we need to do, you know, we do it from the right. earliest possibility. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, one child is too many, man. Like, it's yeah. too many. And then the news will promote it as they do. And mm. it becomes a craze. And these kids think, oh, that's the thing to do. What kind of madness is that? Exactly. Madness, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's, it's really um, adjusting their... Their, their thoughts. What what are they think? The things that we used to think. These kids are on a whole other level. Oh, yeah, you know, because there's so um, much things pumped into them, Joseph. So many things pumped into them that we didn't pump into. Social media is crazy. TV is crazy. Everything's crazy. How um, if the children are reluctant to come to you? How do we break that? Because um, that can become an issue as well, can't it? Mm. Yeah, so when we speak to young boys, we don't talk about man. We talk about whatever they're interested in. So if it's football, if it's gaming, if it's anime, like whatever it is, yeah, we use that carrot. If it's money, whatever it is, and then slowly it's about manipulating. It's about changing the, the nature of that conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I will never go to a young person. Yeah, we're going to talk about manhood. No, like, <laughs> they would run away. That, the pressure. That we just want to have fun and build up that rapport, do you know? Um and give them what they want until they learn to accept what we have to give. And, right. and then that's the journey that we're on, man. Right. I mean, this is brilliant. So um, just to show you, because we're going to have to come to a conclusion. I think we can talk for a lot longer, by the way. <laughs> um, let me just share my screen. A couple of things, if I can. So this um, here is your iPlayer. There's, what's that, a short story on yeah, this is my and, life? Yeah, and even getting this documentary, if you imagine the argument, not argument, but the, the negotiations, because they wanted to have, the BBC, they wanted to have a strong gang narrative. And it was like, no, we want to talk about masculinity, we want to talk about manhood, you know. But no, the, the public want to hear about the stabbings and the this and that. Right. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like, if you want to work with us, like, this is the deal, isn't it? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, right. Talk about their journey into manhood. And if you can't do that, then you have to go somewhere else. Um, even Channel 4 is all sniffing around us. We told Channel 4, like, no, like, because they didn't want to budge. Like, luckily um, <laughs> for them, the BBC, like, negotiated and we said, all right, cool. Do you know what I'm saying? You can come with us on our journey. Um, they came in a residential with us and there was, like, filming and stuff. And right. even like when some of the young boys was disclosing certain things, we told them you can't you can't record this because we don't want to take advantage of these young boys' vulnerability. Like we're not doing it for the likes, you know. So, right. um, so it's it's about, again, it's about the integrity, and it? it's like we got to stand for something, man. It's not about the likes all the time. Right. You you not got a strong a strong ethics there to be able to say no. 
Yeah. Because a lot of people, they, they, you know, they'll say yes because there's a little money coming. As you said, the light is coming and, and you know what I mean? Yeah, and people forget who, what their core is. So it sounds like if you're going to stand up to the BBC and to Channel 4 and the likes in such a way that, no, this is what we're doing. Um, and of course, then that builds respect. And also in the link, oh, where is it? In the chat, there's a link and the link brings you here. I've registered. Yeah, but once you go here, it, it actually populated my email address and all the rest of it, and I just have to click the button, and then you're registered. Um, so I will put that in the Shams and Giggles chat as well. Yeah, so and so this is recent. This is going to be June the 9th. That's tomorrow at 8 p.m. I've, yeah. already, I've already put it in the chat. Oh, you did it? Oh, okay. And um, is that um, going to be recorded that can be reshared? Yeah, 100%, yeah. We've got eight amazing speakers tomorrow. And yeah, it's just us just celebrating fathers, you know, changing the narrative, letting people know that, yes, black man can father well, you know. <laughs> we can do a very good job. And um, and we are in touch with that with that love chakra. We can talk about our feelings and all of that stuff. And this is what people want to, they need to hear this as well, that we're not just the predators or the gallus. Like, we're also, like, amazing dads and... um. And we do a lot for our children. There we have it, guys. We're going to leave it there. As you can see, Saturday, June the 19th, from 8.30 to 9.30, Father's Day celebration. Eight amazing speakers, 100 Black Men of London, Manhood Academy Global. Global. We are doing phenomenal things in our community. General Davis, absolute pleasure hold on wait 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 